0: There is a wood chipper out on my street. <laughs> they took a the, the tree down, so if you hear some guys out there just wailing away with trunks this big to <laughs> a wood chipper, that's what it is. But Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, how are we doing today? It's John Kirk. I'm here with um, Bruce Poon the founder of G Adventures. Uh, we've, uh, welcome, Bruce.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, both a, in lockdown. We're both in lockdown Coming, coming to you live from lockdown. I know,
0: I know. It's uh, it's been remarkable. You know, we we, we came up with this um, Facebook live series of uh, senior executives from the travel industry. We've had ministers of tourism. We've had the, you know, CEOs and COOs from the different tour operators like Transat and Sunwing, and um, just to just to engage with our audience and and see how uh, you know, in a, in a real life terms, how, how everybody's doing with it. You know, this is great. You're doing it from your, your home. We've had every other senior executive do it from their home. We had ministers of tourism leave parliament to come in and, and meet with us. So it really humanizes everything. We've got great feedback. So we really, really, really appreciate you. Uh, because we know you're busy as, as, uh, all get out as well. So we think it's fantastic uh, for you to take the time and uh, and jump in and, and join with us. So very appreciate it very, very much. No problem. Uh, I just to be here. quick little housekeeping. Uh, online for agents that are, are participating uh, live, we've got um, some of your GPSs, uh, Bruce, that are, are going to be engaging with the, um, the audience. So um, they'll see some comments or questions that might come through. And we've got uh, uh, Sean Russo, Gary, Aaron, and uh, Ernie are all... Yeah the wings in the wings, well, in the wings well there cheap. that will be <laughs> okay. yeah that'll be answering any questions or comments that um that agents put through so uh that's a that's a really cool way to to um uh to engage with the a- a- agents like this so um your author you've got a new book coming out uh, world renowned for all the all the great things that g adventures has done over the years so um First of all, nothing wrong with uh, just mentioning your new book that's come out. I think it's just uh, live digitally. It's not it's not a printed version yet. But you want to just give a quick shout out and uh, shout out and tell us about that? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's not really a, a full book launch. I we I do have a, actually a, a, re, a full um, book launch uh, that was actually scheduled for later this year, but I'll probably postpone. This is an InstaBook which I wrote completely in isolation. So I wrote it over the month of April. Oh, wow. uh, and it's specifically about the pandemic and the opportunities that we have as an industry on the other side. And it's just more of a thought piece, stream of consciousness kind of um, book. Yep. Uh, it's, it's very short and it's a free download. So it's not for sale. It will never be printed. It's just uh, a, okay. a free okay. download. It's, and it's available on Amazon, Google Books, or you can go to unlearn.travel. Okay. So we have a web, website set up called uh, Unlearn and it's about it's yeah it's, it's it's actually doing incredibly well. I'm actually surprised at how many people are globally globally how the, the interest level. I guess everyone's interested in reading um, opinions about travel after the pandemic, and yeah. even though this doesn't really touch a lot on that, it's more so about the potential of travel and the potential now that we've all been forced into this pause um, of you know how we can come out better.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I did want to say, uh, because I know globally you have a, you know, a a, a strong concern globally on the environment and cultures and so on. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's horrifying for all of us as Canadians to watch the devastation and the unrest that's going on in the U.S. It's just, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, we've got so many, I've got so many friends, I know you do it throughout the Mm -hmm. U.S., and to see the events over the weekend is, it's heart heartbreaking. I saw one sign over—I over, forget which city it was in—because there's so much going on. And the sign in big bold letters said, "Can you hear me now?" And yeah. um, I thought that was really, really a profound, uh, a profound sign. So, uh, just wanted to just wanted to throw that out there because it's uh, it's worth mentioning. I have so many friends in so many of those great cities, and to see what's going on—it's yeah, it's unbelievable. Well,
1: it's it's, kind of, it's 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 kind of a symptom of the times, right? I mean, we've been in this last three years of this populist movement, and there's been a push for division and walls and the separation of whether it's been um, trade agreements or the EU and yeah. um, and Brexit, uh, and now when we you know then the pandemic has brought us all back together, forced us back together because we can't solve this unless we come together. Yeah, and yet th- and yet there's other kind of there's just fear um, surrounding so much about daily life now that it's it, it, um, just it's just all symptoms of you know greater issues but I know. but anyway and then and, and but the pandemic as well i mean what's going on with travel is has also causing a lot of pain yeah in um, the world where when people stop traveling, I think we're all kind of realizing how much um, tourism supports communities and how much ta- yeah. tourism is so important to the global economy, employment. Um, and some of the poorest countries in the world who d- depend on tourism as a a form of, um, you know, financial support.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think it was one in 10 jobs globally is uh, is is tourism related. So it is mm-hmm. a huge number. So COVID, the COVID-19, the, the pandemic that we all know about. We, and we've asked this question to all of our, our, our senior execs and dignitaries that we've had on. What is it like within within your organization and the restructuring that you've had to undertake? Because mm-hmm. you know, particularly you as the founder and the sole owner of the group, everybody on your team and we—I've been to your office. I've seen it. It's you know, everybody. It's like a big family there. So, just tell us how it felt and, and how everybody's coping with this heart wrenching process you would have to go through yeah. to, to struggle through.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was difficult. It, uh, it was really fast. Um, and how it escalated so quickly, like, I mean, we had a meeting, I remember, I remember dates clearly because we're, we're so in it still, like on March 13th, which was a Friday, yeah. we, ha- we had our meeting when we, it's when we first decided to close departures off, because we realized our customers weren't having a great experience on the ground because everything was shut down in destination. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't get into museums or restaurants or yeah. anything. So on the 13th of March, we made the decision to close trips until the end of April, and then we started to put a plan in place, um, and it was actually a five-part plan of how we were going to deal with this if it escalates beyond 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. Mm-hmm. And by the, by the following Wednesday, we were planning to implement, you know, phase one on Monday, yeah, which was our first round of kind of um, layoffs, um, um, asking, requesting people to take shorter work weeks to yeah. to recover financially from the fact that we're, you know, canceling departure for six weeks but by Wednesday we, we had escalated right to phase five Wow um, so yeah so tough decisions um, uh, you know we're a company that's built on our strong culture and suddenly we were looking mm-hmm. at position positions mm-hmm. pre- the, the preservation of positions over people mm-hmm. and that's really tough a tough place to be we've never I've never and we've never had to make decisions like that
0: yeah
1: and and then in the coming days after the first three days it just seemed to it just seemed to snowball because it was this eye that we were in the eye of the hurricane at that point, and yeah. people were talking about one year, two years, eighteen months for a vaccine. Um, and how, you know there was so many unknowns yeah. and so much panic. You, you know you do the best that you can in those just in those uh, times. You yeah. you don't you certainly make mistakes, but at the same time you do you go you go into survival mode. So you know our goal was to put and you know sixty days later you know we're. we're and it's almost it's more than six days later, yeah. but we're for the first time able to look forward for the first time, and yeah. there's a bit of positivity about what's 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 happening, the opportunities before us. Um, but it was it's it was a pretty tough time. I mean, as a business that's prided itself on its people, yeah. It's invested so much in our people, to suddenly have to make these tough decisions. There's no right way and there's no wrong way to do it at that stage. It's just it was survival mode in in many ways. But yeah, yeah, we got through. It's funny. For the most part, the,
0: the feedback that we've been getting from uh, from from folks in your role, uh, in your in your capacity, is that the, the the understanding level from those that had to be moved along, whether it was furloughed or permanent or otherwise, that everybody kind of understand and they they, yeah. they went with it. There was no real anger or backlash. In fact, I was talking to somebody the other day who was with Air Canada, and you know they've went through a quite a process themselves and mm-hmm. they they were retained now because they just went through a series of of permanent layoffs last uh last week and the the term that uh, this individual used said i I'm, I've, i have survivor guilt because he's mm-hmm. he's been brought back and so yeah. many of his friends and colleagues uh haven't been so it, it'll be interesting to see how how people do that you know how, how why did you pick me over them but it's yeah. I, mean, I get right into that because i i think the psyche and the emotional well-being of, of people within your team, your organization is so very, very important to, to your success. So having said that, what do, you, what do you think as a result of the pandemic and everything that we've gone through, the, what do you think that has been irre, irrevocably changed that will mm-hmm. never, ever look the same in, in the travel industry, in the tourism industry, specifically from a trade perspective with travel agents in mind? What do you think's just never going to be the same again? What one thing actually would stick out?
1: I think the way we're all getting comfortable working remotely is going to change business, not just the travel industry. I mean, the idea now that, you know, companies are functioning um, without, you know, common space sharing offices and having common space and, and how we're getting familiar with staying connected through technology, learning to work from home, learning to manage remotely, those were often considered... Um, skills that you had or you didn't have, yeah. but now it, now it's just mandatory operating process that you have to be able to you know, work from home, work remotely, manage people remotely. Um, I think that's going to significantly change how people communicate. Um, I think that our customers w- w- with travel agents that have small businesses and managing small businesses, there's going to be a greater demand for people to want to um, work remotely or have more flexible work schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think the consumers are going to want to um, do that as well, as opposed to coming into, um, you know, like right now, I mean, people are shopping, you know, picking up on curbside and doing all of these kind of things. Um, It's all going to change how I think how people look at, um, but, and and just, but looking at the travel agent model itself, I think, you know, it depending, we, like right now, we haven't hit the bottom of this pandemic, so it's hard to look forward, so we can only anticipate. But, you know, so, you know, if this goes um, five months, four months, you know, six months, no, many people will survive it. But if it goes a year, um, many won't. Um, And so I think it'll change the landscape of um, the, the, you know, just I think there'll be a lot of small businesses that won't be able to make it. So it'll change that landscape.
0: So what do you you think? Because that's one of the questions that I wanted to touch on. I think, and I was in the middle of writing an article, which is turning out to be an essay. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that uh, even within our organization, we've really had to, to dig deep to find uh, ways, and we're, we kind of use the downtime and the pressure, uh, the survival, the pressure for mm-hmm. survival. We've used that as a uh, as a motivator and almost like a drug mm-hmm. for us to respond you know we have did our our virtual travel expo with travel brands we've got several on the books now we've done these facebook live interviews we had a a, Mm -hmm. a crazy virtual bingo game that we were doing we've got some other things that we're working on and that really sort of propelled us to the top so do you have any insights or or messaging that you want to relay to because there's thousands of travel agents lots of them home-based mom-and-pop shops and large organizations who who have you know time on their hands to either hunker down and dig deep and find something or you know the alternative is not so good so any insights or commentary on on what they could look to do or what you might be doing as well uh within within g i
1: mean what you said there is is the is is really really important in times like this in is that you know that saying um necessity is the mother of mention Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is 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 kind of an old saying, but it, it, there's no better time to live those those, that, those values than now. Um, you know, it's proven over in 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 in, time, in 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 the in the past. Any great downturn in the economy, or any great shift or change or disruption, creates great opportunity. Yeah, um, and and the, and it's always survival of the fittest. So you know that happened in the Great Depression. Some of the greatest companies and the greatest most iconic brands of our of our generation came out of the depression after 2008. Mm -hmm. um, There was a complete reshifting of power in technology and in a a lot of different, um, you know, the the birth of social media or the reliance on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is one of those times. It's a pivotal moment. And, you know, small businesses, large businesses are all on an even playing field. And we all have that opportunity. We've all been forced to zero, right? We've Mm -hmm. all been forced. And we've created the largest startup economy now within the travel industry because, you know, I'm, you know, you know, a a cruise company that's a $15 billion company is now at the same level as me trying to convince people to travel again, which creates this amazing opportunity for innovation. Um, And so what you're saying, what you're doing is amazing because you're thinking, you're thinking of um, still creating engagement through, but you're thinking of different ways to do it. And that's going to make your business stronger. And it's too easy for people to just sit back and feel sorry for themselves and say, gosh, I'm just going to wait for people to come back. Or be proactive and be part of the solution and being part of connecting with people and convincing people, getting yourself informed on how you can be a, a guiding light to people mm-hmm. to, to, as a source of information. Because there's so much fear, but that fear should be your opportunity um, to be a light. Um, to be able to convince people to travel again to be able to grab a greater market share, be able to supply a professional service that you wouldn't normal you wouldn't normally be able to do unless this happened and there's just so much i mean we're at that stage now where we're quite excited about the future um there's a, there's huge opportunities for us now that we've gone through the real tough part yeah. of making those tough decisions we've you know we've right sized the business for the future we've you know we've we've gone through all that planning of you know, we have furloughed people. We want to bring back. We've had yeah. to, have to terminate some, but if there's a a plan in place, but in front of us is opportunity, and so we're looking at every every angle of the business, every opportunity, and and everyone should be doing the same thing. Do you, do you
0: think, do you think that it, we're at rock bottom now, or do you think that, no, oh, you don't
1: know. Okay. No, I don't think we know yet. Yeah, we were not. The numbers are still growing, and the numbers are still growing quite fast. I yeah. mean, globally speaking, not just Canada, but just globally speaking. Um, Canada is flattened out, I guess. So, I yeah. mean, if you're if you're just Canadian-based, but you have to, as an agent who sells the world, you have to worry about and be concerned about yeah, the yeah, world of because of it's it's not about just borders opening at yeah. this point. It's about there's so many. We, there's mental health issues that we have to actually address. The fact that, you know, how are we going to get people on planes again to travel?
0: Yeah,
1: you know, to feel com- comfortable and carefree to travel on a plane. Um, so, yeah. I think that's, but at this, but you know. But as a small business owner and a small kind of um, you know, shop or a chain of shops, yeah. um, it's, you can be part of the solution. You can, you know, you, you, like what you're doing is you're looking at ways to engage your customers differently. The traditional way that you, you know, got to where you are today with people walking into your shop is not going to work at the moment. We're all forced on pause. So we brainstorm and think, how can we still engage those customers right now while there's a downtime and also how we're going to engage them on the other side when people are going to change slightly on how they engage um, for the short term medium term and then long term once there's a vaccine it might change back but yeah i think yeah yeah. and
0: and and, and adaptability and speaking about adaptability there is a wood chipper out on my street (laughs) they took the they took a tree down so if you hear some guys out there just wailing away with trunks this big. To a <laughs> that's what it is. But that's, okay. that's where we are. So that's for the audience as well as for you and I. Um, so do you think then, this is something I I, I, I think is a great, uh, would provide some great insights. Do you think that the, the expectation level of consumers for their travel experience will have changed post-COVID? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, what what they demand, what they want to absorb, what they want to experience, and really uh, nurture their soul. I'm Sorry to get all, you know, profound, but do you think that the the habits of the average traveler and their expectations mm-hmm. will change uh, post COVID?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, I think there's going to be a short term. There's going to be a short term change for sure. Yeah. Meaning that there's going to be early adopters that gonna are going to rush back to travel and are going to want to travel as soon as they can. Yeah. I think there's going to be a, uh, a group of travelers that will change forever. It'll be a small group. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to want to get, put their 80 year old parents on a cruise anytime soon mm-hmm. with all the press that's come out. So, and that's a small group of people that will change how they travel. Um, my hope though, is that people uh, ultimately get more connected to destinations because if, the, if this pandemic has shown us one thing is that, that the world is so connected, yeah. like we're all so connected and it's bringing us together in ways that has been the opposite of how we've been acting the last three years. I mean, the idea that this virus started in a market in China and within weeks spread to the the most rural communities around the world shows just how connected we are. And my hope is that people, um, you know, that creates purpose in why people travel and want to be, you know, go out and see the world. I I mean, it'll be a small group because ultimately when a vaccine is formed, I think a majority of travel um, will... Will um, return to where it, it, it you mm-hmm. know where it was. But you know for us in our in our industry, we just need a small amount of people to change mm-hmm. to make a size to make us have a seismic impact on our industry. yeah, yeah. um and so I do I, and I do think that'll happen. There'll be a small group of people that'll suddenly start thinking more about where they travel, how they travel, connect their travel to their values, yeah. uh, more so how they live at home. It's going to change how we live at home. Um, and so that'll change on how we travel. Yeah. And like as I said, it won't be like a monumental shift where everyone will go one way. Yeah. But all it takes is a small group of people um, to change to change, and it'll change the landscape of our entire industry.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, the reason I thought about it, is we were talking about it as a family over the weekend. What would we do on our next vacation? And we actually, we actually feel like we want to be uh, more of a contributor to the destinations that we go to, uh, just by buying more locally or taking more um, in-destination tours so we can understand the culture differently. So it really started, that question was born out of our our family discussion over the weekend. Um, Question uh, with uh, airlines um, and the struggle that they're facing within within Canada, you know, there was an enormous amount of uh, pressure from uh, special advocacy groups, consumer advocacy groups, against the future travel vouchers and future travel credits. Um, uh, Trudeau has come out over the weekend with uh, special funding for Canadian tourism. Um, but the airlines responded and offered a transferable voucher rather than having it a fixed voucher and the expiry date has changed. What's your mm-hmm. views? Do you have any views on, cause on, on a bailout or any funding bailout funding that would come from, um, from uh, the, the government? Because we had we had so much interaction from from uh, agents and from consumer advocacy groups saying mm-hmm. you know if they, they should just fail and be done be done with it I want my money back. Um, yeah. we know I know from a travel from a travel industry perspective. I actually posted in one comment saying, you know what the the poor guy up in Dryden Ontario will no longer have one two three flights per day to get to Toronto or Winnipeg or wherever. It'll go down to. 2 3 times a week and it's going to go back to costing 1500 bucks a week if there's a reduction in capacity and, and the competitiveness. So, any thoughts on that on bailouts or or how the airlines will be treated within Canada?
1: I mean, it's a comp- that I mean that's a huge question because um, there's there's two sides, the, the idea of the refunds and travel credits and then the airline issue itself. Yeah. I mean, I'm me personally, I believe that the airlines should be comp- should be bailed out and supported. I mean, um, and it's not to support the travel industry; it's to support the global economy. Yeah. I mean, we have to understand that the airline industry is not supporting tourism. It does; it's not set up to support tourism. It's a small part of air flights that are generated strictly to serve tourism, and that's the charter business, mm-hmm. which I think is less than ten percent of the global lift hmm. uh, that's up in the air for flights. Okay, so. In order for the global economy to be healthy, and for us to have global trade and global uh, be able to um, create business globally, like like we do, where we 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 become a global business, yeah. Airlines airlines have to be healthy. Every country needs to have a healthy competitive airline space mm-hmm. for the well being of people to be mobile, in especially in a mobile. The fact that we can, you know, have family in Vancouver and go to school in Toronto and have family in different parts and be mobile and live a, glo- a, a global life is, is critical for the future. Yeah. So we have to have airlines. We have to have support. The airlines need that um, support in order to be, and also to be globally competitive. Yeah. This is the other issue, that there's so many countries that are doing so much more for their um, industries. Um, we have to be competitive. We can't suddenly, that goes for the, com- the competition as well, though, for, for Air Canada, yeah. which is Transat, a WestJet, um, and in the U.S., you know Southwest, JetBlue, yeah. um, all of these air, all of these airlines that create tension that we need as consumers that not only give us the volume that we need, mm-hmm. but the competitive space. I mean, because right now it's actually um, a great time for airlines because of the price of fuel. The price yeah. of oil is so low; it's it's actually been the glory days for airlines running um, mm-hmm. their airline. But but at the same time. Um, I think with those bailouts should come restrictions. I mean, the airline should operate in um, in a way that um, that supports the, the customer and yeah. does what's best for the customer. And that's not always done, as we know, um, unless it's a crown corporation owned by the government. But Air Canada is independent. Yeah. Um, and so is WestJet. And so with, with, those, with, with those bailout funds, there's always restrictions on, you know, it changes whether it's, air, you know, businesses that can't, you know, do buy, buy back stock options and, yeah. and these kind of yeah. things with them. Bring back employees. Um, make sure that the, the, it's all of these decisions are being um, um, related to the customer. The benefits are being related to the the ultimate customer and consumers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and so that's when it gets tricky. And I think that's where the Canadian government is has been weak on those kind of policies. And but they've never been forced into a situation like this. So, yeah, but yeah. I'm all for supporting. I think we need to support those industries, and we need to support. Everyone needs to support to have a healthy airline.
0: Yeah, um, almost like a almost like a national health program or education for yeah. for primary yeah, and secondary it's, school. It's, I kind of look at absolutely. it as
1: yeah. For us to be globally competitive, we have to have a healthy yeah um, airline. And it's not for tourism though. Yeah, I mean, tour, t- tourists are on the back of the bus. I mean, we benefit from that that those planes being in the air right
0: riding on the tails of the aircraft no pun intended (laughs) so uh, we had a couple of questions Bruce that were submitted by um by agents in advance of this there was uh, several that sort of all encompassed the question I'll put to you now um it was specifically looking for how um destinations that you're going to be working into and moving into that when they open up What is travel to those destinations going to look like in terms of uh, hygiene, masks, gloves, uh, food and destinations, Mm -hmm. things that really are just agents are looking for some direction because there's lots of talk about different tour operators and airlines were opening up. Jamaica announced today they're opening up, actually on May 28th, they announced they're opening up June 15th for international arrivals. So. There's all these things that are opening up, but along with all the opening announcements, there's not, nothing that says, here's what happens when you get here. Uh, all, yeah. all staff will be wearing masks, there'll be gloves, there'll be independent second rooms, or there's nothing really there. So yeah. agents were asking, there was about half a dozen, actually, that had various uh, varying degrees of uh, separation for that question, but they're just wondering yeah. what, what do you think it will, or yeah. what you know it will look like in some of the destinations you operate into.
1: Well, it's funny because everyone's talking about that now. We're all in meetings now about how we're going to operate on the other side of this. So first there's the operator side and then there's in destination. And those tourist boards are kind of coming up with their own standards. But I think ultimately there's going to be um, global standards. I mean, you know, the WTTC, the um, um, the, the World Tourism Organization, yeah. they're all coming out daily with um, minimal, minimum standards that have to be met Um, for destinations to be safe Mm -hmm. in the short term and this is before any kind of vaccine Mm -hmm. so um, and so a lot of that is going to be handled for us as an operator because when you get there museums are going to be regulated restaurants are going to be socially distanced they're going to be following their own guidelines they're going to be set now as operators though we then have to look at how we're going to keep those passengers safe on whether it's a whether it's in a resort or whether it's transporting people on vehicles and every company is you know feverishly working to try and um, you know detail to their customers how they're going to keep them safe yeah. and that's going to be things like hand washing before in and out of vehicles disinfecting vehicles every night after use yeah. not using middle seats or or even you know having own rows with seats where people sit offering single rooms uh, more mm-hmm. affordably than you know, um, than twin share in, when you're traveling in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, the hotels itself were gonna have their own policies in terms of check ins, their own standards in terms of disinfecting surfaces. They're coming out there's a whole industry b- being worked on right now. Mm-hmm. And you see the you see them on news with people wearing hazmat suits spraying mysterious clouds all over hotel rooms and and, no. and it scares planes. the crap out of me when I see <laughs> that to be honest. It's, to disinfect rooms, and there's going to be standards that those that that, that people will abide by yeah. that will make some people comfortable enough to travel. Yeah, but it's going to be it's going to be a phased approach. There's not going to be a switch where everyone's going to be comfortable again because everyone has varying levels in which they take you know the way they view this um, to their, to themselves or to yeah. their family the safety of their family. I mean, I'm fair, I mean we're planning to we want to travel in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to travel in August and September this year, and I'm trying to convince my family. And even within my own family, we have levels of um, comfort and interest yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I think it's there's 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 the operators. There's the when when I say operators, it's like the hotels or the transportation companies. Mm-hmm. They will have their own standards. There will be a global um, there'll be a global umbrella set of standards that has to be followed. And then there's going to be as um, um, the individual kind of um, agendas of individual properties, yeah. car, car rental companies. Because yeah. we'll follow the overall standards, but we're all gonna add our own piece. Because we also wanna differentiate to our customers. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanna come up there with a piece saying to all of our customers, we're gonna offer this, and we're gonna do this, and we don't want it all sound the same. Just yeah. like when we kind of market our products, this is gonna be an intricate part of our sales pitch for our customers in the future. It's no yeah. longer gonna be what you're gonna get on this trip is this is how we're gonna keep you safe. It's gonna be equally important and someone decides between this company and this company yeah. when they decide to travel. How they relate to what they're doing to keep to to get people comfortable to travel again.
0: And the other the other question was, um, and it, there was again there was two or three that sort of covered off the same the same question was how. Th- there's so much uncertainty uh, with related to the remainder of 2020. How yeah. would you suggest uh, that agents sell? Twenty twenty, um, mm-hmm. when there's so much uncertainty and the, the mistrust from consumers and and travel providers,
1: it's offering flexibility. So get people. You have to give people flexibility, flexibility like they've never had before. You know, the the a book with confidence policy, where you know if you decide, oh, you know. A week before you have to be flexible so you have to negotiate that on the other side of because everyone's offering it so it's it's just making sure you understand the policies of every hotel and rental company because everyone's offering that kind of flexibility and you have to also sell that flexibility so when someone says you know i'm not sure if i can you know what's going to happen in december say okay well you know we have a policy you know you're going to be able to book with confidence with us because everything is going to be changeable and if anything happens or if it gets worse or escalates or we have a resurgence in the fall you will be totally be able to push it off and there'll be no hassles no charge no fees yeah. and every, and everyone has to offer that flexibility from the airline down to the car rental company the hotel to yeah. and we all have to do it so um you have to the, as agents they have to negotiate that with their the suppliers that they represent
0: so so knowledge too i mean agents got to make sure they're on top of all this stuff so you know yeah. making then, sure they read communications from all their suppliers and news media outlets to make sure they're knowledgeable
1: yeah. And there's going to be like, I mean, like every travel agent, every, the travel agents have to know the world. I, I, I always think that is there another profession in the world where you have to know so much? <laughs> I know. Um, and so and now you have to know the difference between policies between every single hotel, every single transportation right. company, every single operator. It's daunting. And it's it is it's, it is daunting. But I mean, that's that's the professional service that you're offering. And that's yeah. actually that's actually your opportunity. Yeah. That's your opportunity to show your customer that, you know, that how you're differentiated in your service, your knowledge, your awareness, how you keep up with things. You know, I'm, I'm telling people stay out of the headline news, read medical reports, go to the WHO, go re- like, like, like read about, you know, the search for vaccines. There's 110 teams, you know, 10 of them are in phase three testing. You should all know that because you should be passing that information on to your customers.
0: Yeah, one thing I one thing I um, I speak about occasionally when I get the chance to with uh, at conferences and so on is I I try to encourage agents to take advantage of the the opportunity to share content that is sound medical content. I mean, not this is what I wouldn't discuss that previous terms because it wasn't so much related to COVID, obviously, but just mm-hmm. when an agent shares a. Uh, a news-related piece from from us or whatever source, they share that on their own social media, and if that gets that that share, if it gets shared once or twice or three times off of their own social media, that impacts their brand by about 275 impressions for mm-hmm. their own personal brand per per share. So mm-hmm. you know, to, to, again, we get back to digging deep down and finding ways to to innovate and uh, and to make engagement, it easier, yeah.
1: Yeah, indeed. it's 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 engaging with you. You have an opportunity now to engage your customers beyond travel. Yeah. So we're we're all down for the count when it comes to travel. Your customers are out there, um, uh, fear-based. They don't know what's going on themselves. They're all in lockdown, and you have that opportunity to engage them now with a completely different conversation yeah. and prove your uh, level of knowledge, support, um, and you know gain market share or. Um, you know, uh, being connected with your customers for, you know, longer term. Like, um, I think that, you know, just to ignore or not communicate with your customers at this stage would be a a big mistake because everyone wants information. They want knowledge. Right now, people are protecting their families, their jobs, their work, whatever it is they do, their homes, whatever it is. But, and, and, and travel is a luxury item. So, you know, the idea is not to be you know, force your you know force your way in. Yeah, but certainly, certainly be there and be ready.
0: Top of mind. Um,
1: yep. Yeah, yeah, and and don't just because this is this has put you know stopped you uh, stopped us all in our tracks. Don't it doesn't mean that you have to stop um, being connect, connected to your customers.
0: Excellent advice. Excellent advice. Yeah. All right, we've we've kept we've still got one hundred and eighty, close to two hundred people on here after a half hour. So it must be engaging for them. Any any final words you just want to say out to your uh, agents and advisors that have supported you guys over the years, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll shut her down, as they say.
1: I have a lot. Uh, I mean, I have a lot to say about that. I mean, you know, these are extremely you know unprecedented and difficult times for everybody. You know, as a travel community, I mean, we have an opportunity to come together better as a, as a, as a community. Um, and I hope everyone takes that opportunity to just stop for a moment. Sometimes, you know, in life when you're doing kind of having a blast and you're doing ridiculous things, you have to kind of stop and look back before you think, wow, we were, we were really crazy. Like we did some crazy stuff back then. <laughs> and, the, and the travel industry is in one of those phases where we, we, we've been forced to stop and we look back and think, wow, we were doing some crazy stuff like, you know, where can we go and where is the customer going to take us? And, there's the, and, and as an industry, we have a, a, a great opportunity. Um, personally, I want to thank you know anyone who's out there in, in the travel industry for their continued support. Um, we are, are on pause like everyone else. We are working harder than we ever have, though, um, to come back stronger. Um, and what that looks like, we still don't know yet. But what I do know is, within our brand and within our values, we will constantly and always work hard and respect um, our partners. Uh, work harder than anyone else um, to get your business, and that won't change on the other side of this. But you know, we just just hope that everyone um, you know still lead, they can still lean on us for advice, for friendship, for you know, information. Um, we still have people um, that are, you know, um, staying connected with all of our agent partners. You know, it's we we are reduced in staff, like we right across the board in all areas of our business. But we're still there to help when we can and to help people come out of this stronger. Yeah. Um, so just reach out, stay strong, stay safe, and most and most important, like when you we get when we're forced into this lockdown, stay connected, and not just with your industry, with your friends, um, with your you know. This social distancing is causing I think what's not being studied is issues of the, the long-term mental health issues yeah. of or forced lockdown for long periods of time um, there's no need to um, you know to disconnect stay connected um, with everyone you normally would but it, we're doing it in different ways. Yeah. You can't give, give that hug to your colleague at the moment you can't be in the office and high-five someone when you make when they make a good sale. Yeah. we have to think of other ways and more creative ways um, to stay connected. And, you know, the tools are there. It's different, so you have to open your mind a bit. But most of all, from, from our point of view, you know, stay connected with us. We value, uh, you know, the, the travel industry. We always have for the last 30 years. It's been an important part of our success story. And we just thank everyone. And I, ha- I do want to say to Travel Pulse, um, to yourself specifically, because I know you did a survey recently for a travel advisor surveys and you came up on top um, yes. with travel agents. And that's an, an, uh, that is something, you know, something to be said for you and your people that have come out of nowhere in a you know, short period of time, relatively short period of time, yeah. and, Three and, years especially or... during, and especially during this, this period of time where, you know, you're pushing innovative ways to still connect. And that shows when, you know, people are seeing, what you, seeing your hard work and, and that's, that's your opportunity right there. So congratulations to you and your, your small team. Very good. Thank you very much. It's yeah. very kind words and I appreciate that very much.
0: You're all right. Very um, uh, thanks very much for doing this, uh, Bruce. Hopefully, hopefully as we evolve and we come through all this, we'll, we'll do more of these because I think uh, I think agents love this. I think you'll enjoy, uh, they'll enjoy our discussion today as well. So appreciate your Thank time. You. Um, and uh, thanks very much for everybody for, for tuning in once again. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have some other uh, exciting, um, exciting interviews coming up live over the next uh, couple of weeks. So we appreciate your continued support. Bruce, we're going to sign off. Thanks very much. Uh, Have a great rest of your day. Uh, We appreciate it very much. Thanks.